But immediately Jesus spoke to them, saying, Take courage, I am. Do not be afraid. Please be seated. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? These are the basic questions that our world is asking right now, fundamental questions, because they really want to know the particular reason for our unique brand of 2023 insanity is because we don't know what a human being is anymore. And this is disastrous. If we don't know what a human being is, then we don't know what's in the womb. If we don't know what a human being is, then we don't know what a man and a woman is. If we don't know what a human being is, then we have no idea what human rights are. Now, we like to throw out that phrase a lot, human rights, but it's laughable, it's sad, because we don't know what it means. Okay? Never trust a faith healer who wears glasses, and never trust a human rights advocate who can't even tell you what a human being is. Now, the reason why we don't know what a human being is is because we don't know who God is anymore. Now, sure, we like to talk about God a lot. Here's the popular way of talking about God, and excuse the language for a little bit. We like to say things like, well, we can only talk about God in anthropomorphic terms. Now, anthropos is the Greek word for man, so what people are saying when they say that is we can only talk about God from our point of view and something is lost in translation. And on the other hand, when God talks to us, something is also lost in translation because he is fundamentally other. But this is backwards. We don't anthropomorphize God. God anthropomorphized himself when he became a man. And what's more is that we are actually theopomorphic creatures. What I mean is that we have been created in the image of God. And so if you want to know what a human being is, you have to know who the God is in whose image we have been created. And God can actually communicate to us using words, contrary to our postmodern notions that words are meaningless. In the beginning was the word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, and the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. And nothing was lost in translation. He perfectly communicated to us. Now, what might have just happened is I used a bunch of words to try to convince you that God uses words to communicate perfectly to us, but you have no idea what I just said, so I actually disproved the point. So without further ado, let's just look at Matthew 14, because these are the questions that Matthew 14 answers. Who am I? And then, what am I supposed to do? But before we answer those questions, we have to ask the question, who is God? And it's the same question we're going to ask this first. Who is Jesus? And what has he done? Now, to answer the question of who Jesus is, we're going to look at the things that he does. If it talks like a duck, walks like a duck, looks like a duck, well, then run it for U.S. Congress. If Jesus does things that only God can do, if he says that he is God, and if he does more things that only God can do, well, hopefully you get the point. Now, there are three main things that Jesus does here in Matthew 14, each of which are compelling. 
The first thing he does is he forces the disciples to get into a boat. Now, Doppler radar didn't exist in the first century, but Jesus knows that a storm is coming. The girls and I were going to a lake on Friday. Big storm all over the area on Friday. So I'm driving. Maggie is checking the radar on her phone. If there's too much purple, too much air, we just turn around. Okay, Jesus checks the radar, sees a huge storm coming, and says, get in the boat. Seems crazy. Why doesn't he just wait for the storm to pass? Why doesn't God just wait for a new pharaoh, unlike Ramses, who despises the Israelites? Why doesn't he wait just for a new pharaoh to let his people go? It would be much easier. Well, it's obvious. Without the storm, there is no storm to calm. Without a pursuing pharaoh, there is no crossing of the Red Sea. Without a storm, nobody's looking out on that lake looking for somebody walking on water. Jesus puts you in the boat. He puts you in the midst of a storm to get your attention and to strengthen your faith. The fact is, we are stubborn creatures, easily distracted. How often do you think about God? How often do you praise and thank him for everything that he has given you? Sometimes it takes a storm to get our attention. Sometimes it takes a car accident to make us realize how valuable life really is. And it's after the storm, it's after the hardships in life that we look back and we realize I'm actually better off because of that, because God got my attention and now my faith is even stronger in him because I realize I can't do anything apart from him. The second thing Jesus does here is he prays. Now, if you remember last week, feeding of the 5,000, that's a new type of Passover. Now what happens is Jesus goes up the mountain like a new Moses to talk to God, his father. Now, real briefly, what's going on here is Jesus is, and this is a fancy word, he is recapitulating the entire history of Israel. It is, he is reenacting it, except this time Jesus is doing it even better. Because when Jesus is the new Israel, he is actually able to save the entire world. And so he prays. Jesus is always praying. Just before the feeding of the 5,000, he prays. He looks up to heaven, says a blessing. He prays in the evening, he prays in the morning. He prays before a miracle, he prays right before he raises Lazarus from the dead. He prays right before his own death and during his death. And if Jesus, who is the Son of God, feels the compulsion to pray without ceasing, what does that mean for us? Fallen, sinful creatures. I want to challenge you to add something to your devotional routine. And if you don't have a devotional routine, start one. And it doesn't have to be complicated. Keep it simple. Start by reading a chapter of the Bible every day. Start with Matthew. And then at the end of that, say your prayers. Thank God for what he has done and lay your intercessions before him and then pray the Lord's Prayer. If you already have a routine, we'll add something to that. Read a psalm. Read two psalms. Three. Sing hymns. Memorize hymns. Add something. Now, the third thing that Jesus does here is he conquers the sea. I mean two things by this. He walks on the water, and then he calms the storm. 
The sea has always been a dangerous place. It's the place of chaos. It's where titanics crash, where submarines implode, where Leviathan lives, and the Loch Ness Monster. It's always been that way. It's always been a dangerous, dangerous, dangerous place. Ever since the beginning of creation. Earth was without form and void. It was chaotic. And yet, who's there walking on water, trampling the seas, hovering over the face of the waters? It is the Holy Spirit. It is God. The Old Testament says this over and over and over again. It is God and God alone who walks on water. Okay, see Genesis 1, Job 9, Psalm 77, Psalm 107, Isaiah 43, and Habakkuk 3. And so here's Jesus walking on water. And if you don't believe what he's actually claiming to do by what he does, just listen to what he says. He says, take courage. Now, our translation says, take heart. It's the same thing. I prefer courage. That's fine. And then he says, I am. Now, it is I is a fine grammatical translation. As long as you realize what he's actually saying, what he's claiming to be, he is the great I am. He is the one who was, who is, and is to come. He is the very reason for existence. Through him have all things been created. Without Jesus Christ has nothing come into being. He is the Son of God. And only by knowing the Son can you know the Father. And so, only by knowing Jesus can you know who a human is. Because we have been created in that image. And here is the image of the invisible God. And so now that we know who Jesus is, we can finally answer the questions. Who am I? What am I supposed to do? This is philosophy's basic question that they keep coming back to. What's a human being? What does it mean to exist? And then now what? Now Socrates said, to be is to do. 20th century French existentialist philosopher John Paul Sartre said, to do is to be. Sinatra said, doobie, 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 doobie. <laughs> to answer this question, we'll do the same thing we look at with Jesus. What do the disciples do here in Matthew 14? They do three things. The first thing they do is they listen to Jesus. They do what he says. Jesus says, get in the boat. <laughs> so they get in the boat, even though there was a red sky that morning, sailors warning. It is especially when it doesn't make sense, when it is confusing. That's the moment when we need to double down and to do what our Lord says. Because it is then that we learn something about God. It is then that we learn something about ourselves. And Jesus tells us to do all sorts of stuff. He says, hey, go make disciples of all nations. So we go and make disciples of all nations. He says, you shall have no other gods. You shall not commit adultery. And so we listen and we obey the Ten Commandments. Jesus says, take courage. I am. And so we take courage. Now, Chesterton defined courage like this. He says, courage is almost a contradiction in terms. It is loving life so much by taking the form of a readiness to die. The soldier who is surrounded by his enemies, if he is going to get out, he has to have courage, which means that he wants to live so badly that he takes a strange carelessness about dying. And so it is with Christians. We love life so much that we are ready to lay down our own. Because only by courageously picking up our crosses and following Jesus can we live. The second thing we see here that the disciples do, and I'm only talking about Peter now, is utterly astounding. 
It might surprise you that Jesus would walk on water, although if you realize who he is, it's not really that surprising. But what is utterly shocking is that Peter walks on water. That's nuts. That's crazy. Only God walks on water, and now here is Peter walking on water. What's going on? He is doing a divine thing. Well, here's the point. If God tells you to do something, he is going to give you the power and the strength to do it. Jesus says to Peter, come. And so he gives Peter the power and the strength to walk on water. God tells us to do all sorts of divine things. hasn't told us to walk on water. Don't try it. Your insurance won't be very happy. I'll come and visit you after a short lecture. But God does tell you, Go and make disciples of all nations. And he will give us the power and the strength to do it. He hasn't told us to walk on water, but he has told us, whatever you ask in my name, I will surely do it. He has told us that the gates of Hades will not prevail against the church. He has told us that the one who believes in me, even though he dies, he will never die. He will live forever. The question then is, well, do you believe it? Because when Peter believes it, when he keeps his eyes on our Lord... Look what he's able to do. A divine thing. It is when Peter takes his eyes off of Jesus and gets distracted with his surroundings, with the world, with the waves, with the danger. It is then that he begins to fail. The third thing that the disciples do then, and it is the most important, is they worship Jesus. Jesus gets in the boat. They worship him. This is the most important thing that human beings could ever do. Worship Jesus Christ. By worshiping the Son, we know the Father. Now, why do we worship Jesus? Well, first, because of who he is. He is the Son of God. Second reason we worship Jesus is because of what he has done. He's walked on water. He's calmed the sea. And just as he saved Peter from drowning, he has saved you from eternal damnation by taking on the storm, by taking on the wrath of God on the cross. He is your Savior, who alone deserves all praise, honor, worship, and glory now and forever. And so who am I? Well, I'm a saved, baptized child of God. And now that I know who Jesus is, I can know what a human being is. We are creatures created by our Heavenly Father to glorify and enjoy Him for all of eternity.